Hey, so it's Friday, December 15, 2017. Thanks for tuning in to Living Out Loud. I'm your host, Cassandra with a K, and today we will be talking about what it means to be a black queer woman in America. Today we have a very special guest, Dory, and she's going to be giving her giving us a little bit of her story about what it means to be queer. Hey Dory. Hi. So can you give us a little story? Give us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I am starting my second career and I am in seminary. I am exactly in the middle of seminary. And I have recently, probably within the past year, started using the word queer to identify myself. Okay. Previously, I probably referred to myself as gay or lesbian. And queer is a better fit. Okay. Now, can you tell me, let's take it back a little bit before we talk about right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what it was like growing up as a queer or gay woman in America? Okay. Um, well, I, 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 didn't, I didn't exactly grow up as a woman. I started as a kid. Okay. And so I was a kid growing up in South Carolina. I was growing up in the uh, 60s the late 60s, early 70s. And as a child, I didn't have any idea of, of um, my identity, um, particular my sexual identity. And that, uh, which is the way it should be, I think. And I did know that I was different. Mm-hmm. And the only way I knew that I was different is because um, I was told I was different. I was okay. treated as different. But I also knew I was different because I I felt different and I wasn't the, in quotation marks, the typical little girl. Okay. I wasn't a girly girl. I was a tomboy. And as I believe most women are tomboys when they're kids. And um, that made me different. And I think that was an issue for my family. Okay. And um, I was pretty, as a kid, I was pretty sure about my preferences. And I was pretty much a free kid in terms of I said what I wanted. I only want to wear pants and I only want to wear pants with pockets. <laughs> nice. You know, and I remember in elementary school, you know, I demanded things. I want a belt and I want a belt. I want a boy's belt for my pants. So, you know, then I think um, there were probably not as a conscious awareness of my myself. And that mm-hmm. was my true identity presenting itself. And I think that um, there, I had no words for myself or no awareness of myself. And I think that largely has to do with there weren't, there wasn't anybody who was like me. There okay. were no role models. Mm. And I believe that the the notion is that at that time, all little girls are the same. Little girls, little girls, little boys, little boys. You like pink, you wear dresses and like girly stuff. And that wasn't who I was. Okay. And so I think in my teenage years, I think uh, particularly, I remember middle school just feeling really tormented. And I did not know what it was, but I had just this feeling of why was I so different? Mm. And, um, you know, some of that, you know, my friends, uh, I, I remember, you know, my friends being very focused on boys and I wasn't. And I didn't know why that was. And, you know, they said things to me. I remember once uh, they 
I don't know, there was some boy I was supposed to go meet behind the gym. And I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and, you know, for yeah. my friends, they were like, what is wrong with you? You're crazy. It's Valentine's Day. He has a present for you. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> so I had a feeling of, to use a term, I had no awareness of. Then, you know, then I just probably had a feeling of otherness and didn't know what it was. Okay. And without a role model or someone to see... Um, it was just, it, it was just frustration and confusion. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so then when did you actually come out and claim the title gay or lesbian? That was when I was in college. I believe I was a sophomore in college. Okay. And leading up to that, I became aware that I had a crush on one of my friends. Okay. I mean, that was, that was a pretty strong thing. I mean, that was pretty serious. Not only I have a crush, I felt like I was in love with her. I mean, it was the whole thing. And I actually don't remember feeling any conflict about that other than the fact that the feeling wasn't mutual. Uh. But I don't, yeah, I don't remember feeling bad about it or why am I this way or anything like that. I was, I didn't share it with anyone. Okay. I think it was pretty obvious. Um, And then I met... um, I met a woman uh, in college. I think we were still kids, but essentially I met a woman that I I liked. And I remember we were talking in the car and she seemed cool. And I remember when we kissed, I realized that, oh my God, there's nothing wrong with me. Because leading up to then, I had a notion that there was something wrong with me in the sense that I wasn't into guys. Mm. And I had a friend who <laughs> would always encourage me um, to sleep with guys. And I just wasn't interested in that. So I thought that there was something wrong with me, that I just didn't like sex. Okay. That I didn't have those, you know, those feelings or attractions that other people did. And so I, I thought something was wrong. But instantly... When I had my first kiss with a woman, it, it was like a light bulb went off that there's nothing wrong with me. Uh, I actually do have these feelings. Mm-hmm. It's just that these feelings are, are, are brought on by my attraction to a woman. Wow. So then, okay, so now we are in high school, I mean, in college. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the word queer around that time, what was it like then, during that time? Was queer a word that we would use or we wouldn't use? Well, I certainly didn't use the word queer then, and I don't, I, I don't even have, um, I don't know that I heard it that much. Mm-hmm. I believe that for me at that time, queer probably still had a very negative connotation, and I would not have identified as queer. And so you said at the very beginning that you do use it now. Mm-hmm. And so why? How come? I use it now because it's more of a, you know, one of the the different definitions of the word is is strange or odd. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons I use it is because I want people to think when they encounter a person to think in different ways than they have before. People think in very binary ways. Mm -hmm. They think, you know, male, female, woman, or man. And I am a different kind of woman. Mm. And I 
you know, sometimes people, sometimes I have felt like or wanted to assert, look, I am a woman too. Just because I'm not heterosexual, um, don't have whatever preferences they have, I am still a woman. Yes. And queer for me is a way to denote difference. And um, it, it, there, that feeling of being othered gives you a strange feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, queer is a word now that, that I like. And it, I don't know that it was as intentional as much as I noticed that as I was speaking in class, most of the times when you're introducing yourself and telling someone about yourself, that queer started coming out. And it was really, it's really a good fit. And I, found, I heard myself describing myself as a queer black woman from the South. Wow. And I think each of those words have a very special connotation and together they very accurately describe who I am. Nice. So last question, if you had one thing or a couple of things that you could tell a person who is struggling with the word queer or struggling with the word lesbian or gay, um, what would you tell them? Or, and they're, they're black, you know, and especially in our community, it's, it's, it's taboo to talk about it out loud sometimes about what our sexual preferences are. So what would you tell them if you could tell them one thing? I would say... Find your peace. I would say use the word or words that work best for how you feel, that match how you feel, and not worry about what's on the outside. I would say, as I did for myself, I would say uh, focus on courage. Pray for courage and strength to be who you are and to remember that we are created with intention. I, I, I'm, I'm in seminary, so I always speak of God. God created us to be exactly who God wanted us to be. And I believe denying ourselves or trying not to be who God created us to be, which we know um, because it's implanted inside us, is, is, is to not live truthfully and not in line with you living, uh, finding, and sharing with others what your purpose is. So find your peace and have the courage to live it. Awesome. See, when I was growing up, I was a very rambunctious kid and outgoing. I played with everybody and anybody. I didn't see one person in any type of way. I didn't really have an attraction towards boys or girls. I just was a very outgoing kid. Um, It wasn't until my college years where I had my very first lesbian relationship. Um, And I can relate to Dory by having that very first crush and knowing that you like really like somebody and not feeling like, and feeling like, oh my God, I like this person so much, but I can't tell them because She's a girl. I'm a girl. What is this going to be like? Is she going to respond to me? I don't know what to think. Um, but I will say that it's not been it's it's just been recently that I claimed the title lesbian, but I'm not too comfortable with the title queer. Um, and the reason for that is because I don't feel like my lesbianism fulfills the title of queer. My experience being a lesbian 
Um, it's pretty complex. Not Well, not too complex, but my first two lesbian relationships were, quote-unquote, in the closet. And so I never really got the opportunity to live out loud and live and love freely and out and out loud with another woman. Um, and so I can almost dare, I dare say that my lesbianism is not even fulfilled in that in that arena as well because I've never really had the opportunity to love another person out loud except for my current relationship with my current partner right now. Um, and I think that to be queer, you are unapologetically being different and unapologetically being bold about your difference. And I don't fit that, um, not yet. And I want to, I really want to. And so I think it's admirable to, to hear Dory's story and to hear that how Dory can claim the title, reclaim the title queer um, after we know the word queer or have known the word queer to be something that's very derogatory and has slain people in the streets and make people feel dehumanized about themselves. And so it's really awesome that she can take that word and reclaim it and make it fit for her and stand firm on that word as a, as a word that empowers her to move through this life. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of being a black woman, a black queer woman in America. Stay tuned to the last episode of this series, The American, Being a Black, Bipolar, Queer Woman in America. Peace.